0: Well hello and welcome to Seed of the Week. I am your host Zeke Greenside. And I'm Tom. And this week's seed is Hopi Yellow Meated meat meat Watermelon. Yellow, now the and scientific and name of watermelon, watermelon is Citrullus lanatus. Watermelon origins lie in the African continent, introduced to Mexico by the Spanish and rapidly traded northward. Watermelons are among the most important crop to the Piemann and Hopi peoples, who ate them for 6 months of the year. The Hopi Yellow meated Watermelon are best known for their incredible sweetness, their golden yellow flesh, and crisp texture. It is a medium to large sized watermelon, some being round and others having more of a larger oblong shape, and occasionally the plants will even produce a red fleshed fruit. What? Red fleshed? supposed to be yellow. The prolific vines sprawl in all directions and are able to survive the high summer temperatures that are common in the desert environment, but will also grow well in our northern climate once adapted. Adaptation. Adaptation, you know this, the root concept that grew into Darwin's theory of natural selection, referring to the adjustments in the fit between organisms and their environment. Now adapting a seed in a new environment isn't too hard. Let's go through this step by step. If planting something like a watermelon that already needs a long warm season to grow, you'll want to plant your seed or transplant as early as possible. Then you can thin your plants out from 1 to 2 feet apart. Watermelon seeds require a minimum soil temperature of 60 degrees Fahrenheit to germinate. Seeds can be started indoors 2 to 3 weeks before planting. Try to grow as many as you can because your plants might not all mature in the new climate. Save the seeds from those fruits that have matured and keep planting those adapted seeds year to year. Sometimes seeds are relatively quick to adapt to a particular climate, and in just a few years your plants will be more reliable in your new climate. Yay! We adapted it! Yes. We're going to be talking with Clayton Brascape about the Hopi Yellow Meated Watermelon. Clayton is a lifelong gardener and farmer. He is one of the founding members of the Traditional Native American Farmer Association and has lived in Tesuke, New Mexico for 40 years. Clayton is a Mohawk and Anishinaabe seed keeper born in the Tuscarora Reservation.
1: I've I've seen it go by different names. Um, The original seed we got uh, is called Hopi Yellow Meated Watermelon. The flesh is yellow. I don't know if you guys grow those up here. Both with the Hopis and the Pueblo uh, communities down here in New Mexico, they, they assumed that watermelon was a, a traditional crop that it was always with them. Mm-hmm. But the origins are out of probably Africa somewhere, mm-hmm. maybe northern Africa. It was probably a similar climate in Africa where they originated where they, in the uh, southwestern United States. Mm-hmm. We got that seed from two different sources. One was actually native seed search, and the other one was from some Hopi farmers. We don't grow it every year, but uh, every, every so often when we think we're going to have a, a good year for a lot of months, we'll grow it. When you think there's going to be a lot of water? It doesn't need a whole bunch of water, but it has to have consistent water, meaning mm-hmm. they don't like to dry up, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you can give them small amounts of water and they'll still do good. They like water, and they actually prefer um, um, heat. Mm -hmm. They don't like it too cool. We've done it several different ways. Uh, We started them indoors and then transplanted them outside. It seemed like, to me, we were trying to get a jump on the growing of it. Mm -hmm. I like direct seeding. I seem to have better luck direct seeding than transplanting.
0: For those of you who are not familiar with the term direct seeding, It literally means planting a seed directly into loose soil. Now you'll want to have a friable seedbed or very loose soil or mound to put your seed into. A lot of people ask how deep do you plant a seed? Usually you will plant as deep as the length of your seed and planting right before a rain event wouldn't be a bad idea. Push your seed into the loose soil cover and pat it dry, you want to have good seed to soil contact all around that seed coat. That way you're providing your seed with the best chance of germination as it imbibes the water from 360 degrees all the way around that seed. Now Clayton talks about transplanting, which requires more equipment and irrigation, especially if transplanting on a hot or dry day. Transplanting might not be for everyone if you don't have the time or equipment to water every day after transplanting for about a week if it doesn't rain.
1: Even if you get them started when you transplant them, they they kind of like, uh, they have to acclimate so they don't really do much for a while, and mm-hmm. then they'll kind of like, then they'll take so it off. like
0: a week where they're yeah. just
1: shocked. like Yeah, and then um, we do all our cultivation or our weeding by hand, so you want that plant to grow pretty rapidly after mm-hmm. after it takes off. Once they start fruiting, you know, we just keep checking them. Sometimes I'll turn them a little bit so that they're not sitting on a wet ground all the time. Mm. The other thing we like about it is it tastes good, but also we will also make juice out of it. Cut the meat out of the, separate the seeds, and I just put them in a blender. You can put a little bit of water, add a little uh-huh. bit of water um, to it.
0: And here's Tom with his own special watermelon juice recipe.
2: If you're interested in making your own watermelon juice, then here's how. This recipe will take around 10 minutes to complete and will create a delicious mixed drink that can serve two. The ingredients you'll need are a watermelon, a lemon, some coconut water, some ice, and some pure maple syrup. You'll also need a knife, a peeler, and a blender. Start by cutting the top off of one of the oval ends of the watermelon and looking down into the watermelon. You should get a general idea of how much rind you'll have to cut off by looking at how much flesh is exposed. Then take your knife and begin slicing off sections of the rind, whittling down to leaving only the flesh left. Don't worry if it doesn't look smooth, the edges should be rough so you don't lose out on any of that delicious flesh. Use a peeler to peel off the remaining rind and then use your knife to cut up the remaining watermelon into cubes. this recipe you'll need three cups of watermelon cubes but any extra you end up cutting up can be used as a convenient bite-sized snack you'll then want to juice your lemon and throw both the watermelon cubes and the lemon juice into your blender then put one half cup coconut water one cup of ice and one tablespoon of pure maple syrup into the blender and puree until smooth if you want to remove the pulp or can't get your juice perfectly smooth then filter through a fine mesh sieve and enjoy But maybe you're wondering what to do with the rinds.
0: Well, that's a good question, Tom. There's an interesting snack that you can make out of watermelon rind. And that is the watermelon pickle. Soak your watermelon rind in salt water overnight, then rinse off with cold water. Heat it up in your Dutch oven with some spices, cloves, sugar, salt. Then you'll can it. It is a delicious and refreshing snack.
2: Just like my old Uncle Abe used to say. Oh, you gotta eat them watermelon rind pickles. Why? You gotta, you, because you paid good money for
0: that melon. You gotta use the whole ding-dong thing. Alright, Uncle Abe. Yeah, get back to the show already. And now back to our interview with Clayton Brascope about the harvest and storage of the Hopi yellow-meated watermelon. One of
1: one, the... Primary reasons we do grow it is that it's a good keeper, um, meaning that we can, um, we'll select the best ones just before they get too mature. We'll we'll pick them, and what I'll do is, um, when I first initially pick them, I'll leave as much of the vine on it as possible. You know, like if it's got if it's on a four foot vine, I'll leave the four foot vine on. I'll cut it, and what I'll do then is I'll take them out of the field, and I'll put a tarp on the ground. It, just like late it's late season, so it's getting cooler, isn't, hasn't frosted yet. Mm. It'll season up, it'll harden mm. the outer shell when you're doing that. Um, not really hard, not like a gourd, but it'll make it a little harder. And we'll usually cover them in the evening. Like I said, there's a big fluctuation between night mm. and day. Uncover them during the day, expose them cover them up. If there's any scrapes or bumps or nicks on them, they won't keep as well. Mm-hmm. But if um, they're pretty clean and they don't have any of those issues, uh, what I'll do is I'll make these little string net bags, real, real coarse bags, mm-hmm. nothing real fine. I'll drop those uh, watermelons, I'll cut the vine right to, at the fruit, put these in the bags so and then we hang them up. Wow.
0: Can you imagine that hanging watermelon from rope sacks? Amazing. Now, Clayton explains how when the fruit are hanging, they'll suck up the rest of the nutrients from the vines. Yeah, they're still,
1: they're still pulling mm-hmm. some nutrients, sort of like a baby with an umbilical cord, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, we put them in these bags, we hang them up just inside the house, and we space them out so they can't be touching, sort of suspended in the air, basically. Some years we'll have maybe up to 12 watermelons. You still have to keep your eye on them because some of them won't last as long. But we've had uh, watermelons hanging like that and eaten just, they're, when you cut them, they look just like fresh watermelon. Seven months, no refrigeration. And so usually if they're a little, uh, not as fresh looking, what we'll do is they'll just make juice out of them. Mm-hmm. Wow,
0: what a fascinating and useful method to cure watermelon. Here, Tom will go through the curing process step by step so you can try this at home.
2: Once your watermelon is ripe, you'll have a tasty snack for the next two to three weeks, but what if you want to enjoy watermelon much later in the season? Well, if properly cured, your watermelon can last months longer and still be just as delicious as the day you picked it. To cure a watermelon, squash, or pumpkin, start by cutting the melon off the vine with four inches of stem still connected. Do this either when your produce reaches the desired ripeness, or before a heavy frost comes in. This extra stem on the watermelon will create an extra seal during the curing process, ensuring that your melons will stay just how you want them. Then bring your produce inside. Be sure not to carry the melon by the stem so as not to damage the newly developing seal. Place the melon in either a greenhouse or on a windowsill, and allow your produce to catch a nice tan. Give the top side two weeks and then flip over and give the other side two weeks more. Be sure to eat whatever you're not curing while you wait. Then once your four weeks are up, wipe them down with a polish of olive oil applied with a cloth to create a moisture-tight finish. Then after that, you can take them to the storage shed and eat as you please.
0: Thanks, Tom. Now back to our interview with Clayton, who is talking about harvesting seed.
1: And then we'll pull the seeds out. But we're we're saving the seeds from the early ones too that we ate fresh. Yeah and there's two ways of cleaning watermelon seeds you'll take the seeds out these produce a lot of seed they're not seedless watermelons right Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, i'd be a little afraid of seedless watermelons but they have seeds in them they're usually really dark big seeds and you can ferment those in the uh, in the watermelon juice itself let them keep for maybe at least a week until they get this um, mold on the top and actually what i understand that that does is if there was any plant diseases, that mold will kill it. You pour that off, and then you just wash them, and then you, and then you dry them, and uh, label them, and uh, you're ready to go again the next year. So, like I said, what I like about them is they're tasty, they store well, and um, you can keep the seeds year after year after mm-hmm. year. So, you know, we just got to source the seeds once, and 20 uh, some years later, you know, mm-hmm. we're still. Um, yeah. still growing, growing the watermelon, enjoying it and saving seeds.
0: So. Yeah. Again, we were very lucky to have Clayton Brascape with us, one of the founding members of the Traditional Native American Farmers Association. Clayton was just talking about the wet fermentation method to save seeds. Typically, this is done with tomatoes and cucumbers to remove that gelatinous sac around the seed containing chemicals that inhibit germination. This is not completely necessary for watermelon or squash because they don't have the sack around the seeds. Although it might not be a bad idea, as Clayton was saying, it does help kill seed-borne diseases.
2: Frosty facts.
0: Brr, it's cold out there. Up here in the North Country, we could sure use all the tips we could get with our typical short season. So if your watermelon is close to maturity, and there's a coming frost, you can actually remove the entire plant and store in a garage or location where it's protected and your fruit will eventually ripen over time and the seeds will mature. With watermelon harvest, many gardeners have trouble determining just when a watermelon is ripe. One reliable sign of when ripening occurs is when the color of the small tendril directly opposite of the fruit stem attachment changes from green to brown. When the watermelon is ready to eat, The seeds are mature, and seeds will stay viable for six years when stored in cool, dark, and dry conditions. Although watermelon will cross-pollinate amongst its own species, it will not cross-pollinate with plants of another species, so it won't cross with cucumber or squash. So, would it cross with a muskmelon?
2: No, 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 no,
0: no. Will it cross with a butternut squash? No, 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 no. Will it cross with patty pan? No, 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 no. Will it cross with a mixta? No. Will it cross with a gourd?
2: No, 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 no.
0: Will it cross with watermelon?
2: No. Yes! No! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you got ah, me. Well, that
0: one always gets them. Well, that'll do it for this week's Seed of the Week, the Hopi Yellow Meaded Watermelon. And remember, folks, it all starts with a seed.